Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. We do welcome you back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters, your host. My guest here with me, as always, pastor, author, all-around good guy, Drake Hunter. Hello. Hello, hello. It's always good to be with you, John. I look forward to Tuesdays when we have the uh, opportunity to sit down here in the studio to record this podcast and, and kind of dive deeper into uh, some wonderfully weird aspects of Christianity. Yes, and, uh, and that's exactly the direction we're going today, isn't it? Going into the direction of uh, how to be wonderfully weird with a certain topic, that topic you've already mentioned, learning. Yeah, learning, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to start with at Elevating Life Church, which of course is your senior pastor, I'm associate pastor, but we have uh, uh, some guidelines that we use with our leadership team, uh, the, some expectations, I guess. And, yes. and uh, just to go through them, one is it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the bigger picture, making sure we keep the right focus. Uh, we love people, uh, we value them. Mm -hmm. um, responsibility, healthy feedback, but one of those in there, and I purposely saved it till last, is growth, intentional growth, or let me say learning. And I throw the word intentional in there because unfortunately, Drake, I think too many times people in general, but especially Christians, uh, when it comes to learning about the ways of Christ and all that, um, we kind of just stand there and whatever happens to fall on us at the moment in time, we're happy with that and we go on our merry way without ever taking the time to really dig in and dive in and find out more about what it means to truly be a Christ follower. Yeah. Most people are passive in their learning and that's kind of the challenge because an immature person, now that might be difficult for some to to hear because we've been so conditioned to say, you know, classical conditioning, but classical conditioning is uh, in, in, the, in very few words is nothing more than passive learning. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you think about what that is and we just go into an experience and hopefully something, uh, you know, we pass by an experience and hopefully something falls on us and we, we grab onto that and then that becomes part of our experience but at the same time it was not intentionally it just it's done by accident and so it's aimless in the sense of what learning is all about because when we become aimless in life uh, that is going to be who we become very aimless or there's not going to be much growth no growth uh, maybe a little bit right but just not it's going to take you 40 years in the desert that way right rather right. than just a couple of months that what it it should take in the sense of learning a new topic or whatever that might be and who you are what you do or even in your character well one of the uh scary i guess i'll use that word one of the scary things for me about people who uh, are just passive learners like that whatever happens to fall on them is you completely lose context then and as we well know when it comes to god's word studying the bible yes. it's all about context but unfortunately when uh, we just catch on to those little things that happen to 
passively be there. Uh, we take that one verse and be- and it becomes absolute rock solid truth for us. <laughs> But we don't know what it means yeah. because we don't have the context. We haven't taken time to learn what that verse means in the greater context. Yeah, and if we do lean into, like, let's say, a, a scripture or a passage, what happens then if we're passive uh, in our in our track record, let's say, and in, in who we are, what happens is you'll read a scripture, then you'll decide to be intentional with it, but then you're intentional with what you've been taught, with your relationships, right. and then with your experience, and then what happens is you begin building or creating this new new belief system because of your you know those three different areas and all of a sudden you're you're becoming god because it's not based on objective understanding or learning it's based on then who you are and what your little cave says uh or should i say your little world says and then all of a sudden that belief becomes black and white and we call that a bias it doesn't matter if it's with scripture or in life overall uh we have a tendency to be extremely biased because we're passive learners we're not willing to be humble thinkers if you will and be open-minded with discernment to go say wait a sec let's go find out the truth or we can even say reality when it comes to whatever this might be that we're trying to uh, learn and interpret so that we can properly uh, practice it where we're living a good life as Jesus uh, clearly demonstrates in his earthly ministry. Well, and and that's not just when it comes to scripture, that's in all areas of life. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so we you know, education system, right? Well, we we lean into education because we want to learn something. We want to learn something so that we can do something. And so we learn uh, different um competencies if you will different disciplines different whatever uh but we're learn. we lean into it and we put a lot of money into that actively uh where i'm trying to go with this let me kind of make a twist here uh we don't do that in church is what i'm trying to say right uh, we become very passive in ministry and then uh one key characteristic of god is movement or growth or learning uh that's not even evident in the church anymore because we're just passive we just want somebody to inform us we want somebody to instruct us but are we going to move with it and apply it and practice it uh well the reality today is most likely not but what keeps you and i alive are those few that decide that they're going to truly be intentional with their learning when it comes to life learning because that's what we're about learning life building character getting those things that we do in place with proper relationships so that we can make ourselves better others better the entire picture bigger picture if you will better for all well let's uh let's talk then let's let's take it the other direction and let's spend the rest of our time talking about how to take that passive listening Mm -hmm. and turn it into active or intentional listening what the uh, listening or learning or learning i'm sorry okay Uh, i'm learning right uh, right (laughs) beginning letter (laughs) i'm listening yeah thank you uh learning not listening right right. that uh passive learning and turn it into that active intentional learning and what steps we can take to really begin to uh do uh, 
put that into effect in all areas of life. And you uh, used a passage uh, talking about the Apostle Paul uh, as he was writing to, um, I believe it was the church in Philippi. Philippi. Right. Philippians chapter 4, a very familiar chapter for many Christians. Right. Uh, If you have that in front of you, why don't you read that and then uh, uh, we'll jump off from there. Okay, yeah, let's just use this as a platform. Uh, The Apostle Paul here in uh, the book of Philippians, writing uh, a very sincere letter of thanks to uh, a very prosperous church uh, in the day, uh, meaning they had resources and people that are very, uh, very interested in his ministry and vice versa. So he says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern. Another way we can say that is you have revived your interest for me. Then he goes on to say, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity to connect because of the situation he was in, in the sense of uh, he was incarcerated at this time. Verse 11 says, not that I am speaking of being in need, and he says that because he's grown up, mm-hmm. he's a very mature person, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Verse 12, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every uh, circumstance, I have learned the secrets. John, that's key. I have learned the secrets, uh, secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then, of course, the very familiar verse, Philippians 4, 10, 13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So that's our platform today in the sense of our scripture so let's let's really look at that in the sense of learning and what it what does it mean to uh, learn the secrets of God exactly well let me uh, let me go back to one of your favorite illustrations that you use uh, uh, once in a while and that is a heart surgeon and uh, if if you're going to have heart surgery, would you rather go to a heart surgeon who <laughs> is what we're calling a passive learner who uh, went through the schooling, but just whatever happened to catch his ear, that's what he learned. He didn't put any time and effort right. into it. Watched his dad. Right, right. <laughs> or would you rather have the heart surgeon who actually applied himself to actively learn everything he could about the heart and how it works and how to do the surgery and all that kind of thing. And that brings us back to now uh, the Apostle Paul and other Christians. Would you rather follow uh, somebody who just, you know, whatever they happen to hear on Sunday morning in between naps, uh, that's what they... (laughs) that's what they teach or would you rather have somebody who takes the time and applies themselves to learning and follow that person to go yeah. back to mentorship that we talked about last week yeah they uh, an active learner is somebody who is very interested in what they're doing and so interest means they're going to lean into it now do you want somebody who has partial interest or full interest there who's, you go. who's committed and uh, let's use the other word that's not used too often engaged you've got to be in committed and engaged as i shared on sunday we've got a lot of people that are committed to our church they come uh, they sit and they're committed passively but they're not engaged why do i know that because last week as i shared with the congregation i said some of you aren't engaged with me you're not interested because you're sleeping right wake up <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 not, as paul says you're not interested you're Please be a little interested. (laughs) Wake up and pay attention if you're serious. Because it's very 
clear who is not interested and who is interested. And we can say this in the obvious. If you're not coming, you're on the roll, roll call, let's say, of the church. You're not coming there. That's that's easy. But you can be in the same, uh, let's say, kind of experience even being there, and you're just committed, but you're not engaged. Right. And, and, and how miserable is that when people aren't learning intentionally, uh, be it a heart surgeon or just coming to the church and learning their uh, roles and responsibility because they're coming, they're not learning, they're not, they're there because perhaps they want to be connected with our church or whatever, but they're not engaged. Uh, I can't even comprehend with this because I think of my own marriage. My wife can be committed. But if she wasn't engaged, how good is that relationship going to be? Mm-hmm. It's we've got to learn, first of all, each other's interests. But at the same time, uh, one aspect of trust, if you recall that message I preached last month, when, ne- uh, when, it, comes, when it comes to trust, one of the aspects or elements of trust is ability. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn ability. You can learn certain things. Now, everybody wants to blame God and say, well, they have a natural ability. Well, that's true when it comes to temperament and that wonderfully weird conversation I have in my book. But at the same time, you have the other side of that complete picture and that you have to learn to do something. That's being with God and with others so that then you can fulfill your responsibility in that role that God has given you in life, that purpose, so that then you can fill in the gap for other people, which is called a support system. And then you connect and you have togetherness, but you can't do that unless you're truly committed and engaged. And we have to do that with whatever the topic is or whatever the relationship is so that we can become, uh, can I say it this way, more better, more better <laughs> together. Uh, use the Rick Warren, uh, you know, uh, right. uh, what is that uh, saying? He says that all the time. And that's so true because that's what the body of Christ is or that's what a team is that's what a business is that's that's what relationship is and so to build a better uh, let's say relationship to create a stronger partnership or create even an alliance uh, in the sense of the business world it's so important we understand uh, that we have a responsibility to learn some things intentionally it's called skills it's called abilities or a set of competencies right. and we'd like you to be focused because we'd like you to become better and better in that heart surgeon going back to what you said rather than i'm going to be a heart surgeon i'm going to be a mechanic next week and then next week but you never get good at anything right well right. you don't have focus you just you're just going to kind of be that greasy rag then in in in, in life and you're you're going to be cute but that's about it <laughs> well now that we're through the introduction (laughs) let's you mentioned the word competencies and so i want to uh go into uh you talked about three different things uh that go into active learning um in the message on sunday so i want to spend the rest of our time really digging deep into those three uh aspects and and you mentioned the first one there the first one is competencies yes which is nothing more than abilities we have to lean into it and learn. We have to be good at something, uh, and be, we got to be interested in something and become good. I, I believe I shared uh, uh, Bill Gates. Right. You know, Bill Gates needs to know something about computers if he wants to be good in the industry. Right. He learned something. Well, that's true with all of us, and you have to have uh, certain abilities or a certain set of competencies uh, that you can really rely on. Uh, and then also help yourself out and others. But as I shared on Sunday, that's just the first part, since we've been talking about that most of the time, that's just the first part. Because there's a lot of people that are really good at what they do, 
But at the same time, you can examine their life and say, wow, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. So that cannot be the key. That's part of it. That's part of the bigger picture. But you need to become good at what you're doing or in your role and your responsibilities. You know, I challenge our team all the time. If you're going to be the expert on Proclaim, which is our presentation program, I need you to learn that objectively so that when you and I, John, go to them and say, hey, I don't know this. They can fill in the gap for us quickly right. rather than us taking three more hours trying to figure it out. I need you good at what you do in this role and this responsibility. Don't worry about everybody else so that you be- become part of the team that's uh, uh, very meaningful and, and need it, well need it. And so you've got to learn something. You've got to become good at it. And if you're going to commit to it, rather than being passive aggressive, saying yes, or just being a people pleaser, when you say yes, understand those boundaries in the sense of roles and responsibility and become good at it if you're going to let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Does that make sense? Exactly. But you mentioned something in there that really caught my ear, and that is you can be extremely good at something and still not be happy. That's right. Uh, and that kind of that really leads into the second one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so let's go ahead and go there. And as we know from the yeah. Great Commission, God calls us to love God and to love others, to right. be with God in relationship and to be with others in relationship, yeah. which leads to the word that you used, and that is connections. Right. So we have two C words, right? We have competencies, and now we have uh, connections. Well, that is the great commandment. The great commandment uh, understands where God understands when he gave that great commandment that you're only one human being. And we do need to think about this. How many human beings on the planet, how many souls as we speak uh, this you know, podcast, over 7 billion. Mm-hmm. Now, if we think we're all that in a bag of Doritos and with the Mountain Dew on the side, and we think we can know everything, boy, you're missing the mark miserably because it's God's plan. And because you are that one person that God needs and intentionally puts you there to fulfill a purpose, he needs you to understand connections because you're going to have to connect with other people because you're that one that one aspect of God's greater plan you need to have support partnerships relationships uh, in the sense of filling in the gap of who you are Paul says I, I become all things to all people but at the same time he says I also become weak for those who are weak and strong for those who are strong all he's saying there is he's filling in the gap for you when you don't have what it takes mm-hmm. isn't that I was speaking to somebody a young lady last night and she's just it's independent all for one i'm like you're missing the mark miserably because you need to learn how to connect with other people that are not like-minded with you because right now you're having a challenge you need to connect and find people who have abilities and uh let's say negotiation skills relationship buildings that you don't have and you got to trust in that you got to find them make sure they're healthy people rather than toxic people connect with them first and foremost so that they can fill in the gap so that you can become greater or bigger that's what the bigger picture is all about and then we value people well that is all about connections and the easy thing to do in the very passive way because passivity is also you're learning the broken system people hurt each other uh, people are harmed and because of that passive learning that becomes your viewpoint and you think everybody's evil and you can't trust anybody well i tell you what that passive learning is killing you mm-hmm. for the wages of sin is death and we got to turn that around and understand that we can't live in the denial of good 
Uh, we also have to look at there's some good people out there that really want to help me, support me, and, and assist me in becoming better not only in who I am and what I do and also in my character, but also in the grander picture of actually participating in life where I can be more fruitful and I can multiply that where other people become better. That is what connections is all about. That's what the Christian faith is all about. And when we properly connect in our roles and responsibility and we have those relationships, that's known as the body of Christ. Right. And then we have power together, and then we have we connect to the attitude and even the abilities of God all together, and then we become so powerful that we can love the world, and we can truly reach the lost and say, this is how you live with fulfillment and purpose and enjoyment in a broken system, but together where we can truly uh, be what we need to be in the sense of God's plan. And then together creating that movement for Christ. Now, did you write that down? Because that just came from the heart, that John. Good. That was good. I, 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 write I did that record down. it. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was from the heart, people. So that's, that's going in the next book. <laughs> so how important? Because uh, without relationship with God and with people, uh, with if you're miss if you're just one or the other, you're creating a dichotomy and you're in an isolation uh, isolated uh, situation. Uh, that's out of God's design. Just me and God. God said, ah, no, that, that works on one planet. I don't mind being with you alone, let's say, throughout some period of time or experience throughout the day. But I've designed you to be with me and people like you so that you can come together and really do something that's so meaningful and impactful and very effective in the sense of living life, in the sense of how I created life to be, because his plan is to have a relationship with him and other people where we get to live life in a way that is so satisfying. It's, it's called the promised land, right? Fulfillment. Well, and that brings us back to something we talked about a long time ago uh, that maybe would be good to interject here, and that's the three spiritual needs that everyone has, or the UTI, as I like to call it, because it helps me to remember that. But understanding, obviously, is the U. The T is togetherness, and then the I is influence, and we are created to be together and to have influence with each other because of what you were just talking about. There are things you know that I don't that you can be the influence influence on me. There are things I know that you don't that I can be the influence on you. I, I love that UTI. That was yours. Yeah, that was so creative. I have it, to have things like that to yeah. help me remember. Let me throw, can I throw something else at you that would go to lot? Because you're figuring out the pattern now. That's all these are. Is right. They, they point to the same exact uh, position in the sense of God and others. But can I say this when it comes to you as a, as a human being in that support system? The eyes have it. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean this. There's three eyes when it comes to who we are and and how we live life. First and foremost, I am to inform uh, somebody of new stuff or whatever. Number two, I'm to instruct people in in whatever I'm an expert at. And then number three is influence. That goes with UTI. Influence. You know, we are to influence people in a way to create movement. Folks, here's a cuss word change oh my goodness all right god a dimension of god is is influence and change but change to the goodness or to the godliness of life and be god-centered rather than self-centered so the eyes have it in the sense of how we are going to live our life and yes we are all created to inform each other we're all created to uh instruct one another and we're all created to uh influence one another 
and that is togetherness. So the eyes have it in the sense of togetherness. You triggered that with that, but that, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as a preacher, I'm here to inform. That's preaching. I'm here to instruct. That's teaching. And uh, I am here to uh, influence. That's leadership. Hello. That's mm-hmm. all. That's that's my ability, both naturally and learning. That's all I'm learning. That's all we're doing. And once we figure that out in the bigger picture, oh, my goodness, and we get the right people there, and we start growing together, and we start giving each other feedback, and there's one last expectation I'm missing there, but uh, it, it all works together. So the eyes have it with that UTI now and with the three C's that we just shared because it's all one big picture, and it works together so nicely and when it's done properly with the right perspective and that's where the next c is going to come in um then life you're going to live life through the lenses in the sense of how god designed us to see and live life absolutely so let's go to the third c and of course your book wonderfully weird is about uh the temperament how god has hardwired us and the foundation right of that building uh that you are but then uh what you build on top of that is where we're going next the third c is character right and and that's the Christian faith, isn't it? Because God the Father gave us the foundation, the solid ground, if you will, and that's your hardwiring. It's given at conception, but then you're born into a world, broken world, and then you're conditioned through passive learning as a child, and then hopefully you grow up and say, I can no longer be passive with this. i got to grow up and be active with it, and then you have to make a decision going, hmm, I need a model when it comes to this third C, which is character. Did you say that? Maybe Mm -hmm. you already said it. Yeah, character. And now, who is that? Is it going to be Zig Ziglar? Is it going to be my mom or dad? Is it going to be uh, Tony Robbins, (laughs) whoever you want to... Now, first and foremost, who's that person going to be if you call yourself a Christian? It is Jesus. Amen. And it's Jesus we first accept because we've got to have a model when we come when it comes to character. And we have to have a model uh, of character that doesn't screw it all up. And there's only been one person in the history uh, of civilization uh, and in through research and design, and that's Jesus Christ. That's why Christianity is the best mm-hmm. uh, faith because then it becomes personal at that point. And then once you grow to maturity through that character and the different elements and everything or should I say dimensions of character once you become mature and you're fruitful and you're being effective now you're going to multiply the goodness of the world and now you have a personal relationship with God as well as personal relationship with uh, standing on the uh, or with the proper perspective God the Father that then in your mature level is producing fruit that people come into your experience and then they experience the fruit of the Spirit based on that foundation on that character and now you are in uh, you're providing goodness joy everything to a world that needs it desperately that's the true picture of Christian faith and when we have that we have God the Father Son and the Holy Spirit because what you produce or what you accomplish and how effective that is that is the aspect of the Holy Spirit's ministry Jesus said another is the comforter is coming and when you provide fruit to another person they take a bite out of that spiritually or whatever that might be for you it creates satisfaction and fulfillment going wow they get me they got my back as paul says i'm so glad you finally figured out to be shared to have shared interest with me because that's what togetherness is all about 
And so there you have it character you must have the character not to screw everything up and the only uh human being who happens to be god because we needed that model Mm -hmm. is we have to learn from jesus christ then he's the perfect model then what we do now is find the imperfect model who is on that same path little and, and mature and we follow like them as well so you have a perfect and imperfect model and that's where we come in, John. I'm a pastor. I'm imperfect. I'm not even close to Jesus. But I'm closer uh, in the sense of understanding people, understanding what we need to do, and understand how we should accomplish it in the bigger picture uh, in the sense of God's plan. And so follow me as I follow Jesus, Paul right. said. And so <laughs> we're going to make some mistakes together, but we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to learn from those mistakes. Well, so I was going to say, then you make mistakes, but then you have the character to take that mistake, learn from yeah. it, and grow Intentionally, I did that uh, national article last month in Authority Magazine, and that was one of the questions. They asked me a bunch of questions, but we must have uh, the ability, if you will, to embrace negative realities or negative problems and resolve them. And if you have the character of Christ and you're mature in there, you have the ability to, first and foremost, discern uh, negative issues or problems in life, negative reality, however you want to put that, and you lean into it, you're engaged with it, but you have the ability to resolve the problem so you get back to your purpose, right? I call it the, most people live in their pee-pee problem, there's a whole nother show, but you have to have that aspect of character and Jesus shows us and models that better than anybody in the sense of the problem of the cross. Mm-hmm. And so he embraced it, but he resolved it as well to get him to the other side of the cross where he's truly living out the purpose of God the Father. And then then we see him doing something that most Christians don't even think about. He ascended at the beginning of Acts or the end of the Gospels and beginning of Acts. He ascended. Well, that's our whole thing. We've got to ascend our own meaning and begin to grow and be fruitful that now we're bringing other people into that meaningful uh, experience of life now in our day and age so that we can be relevant, so that we can be fulfilled and truly have a relationship with God and others that are tr- it's truly being impactful and, it's going to, uh, and it is actually being effective in the sense of what life is all about. Life is so good, people. But you've got to change your perspective. You've got to have the proper abilities. You've got to have the proper uh, relationships and proper character. And there's Absolutely. a lot to character and Come see me. (laughs) (laughs) Get on the calendar. Because there's five more that go with the one I just shared. (laughs) So uh, the three that we talked about, uh, competencies, connections, and character when it comes to active learning and uh, becoming more (laughs) uh, like the model, Jesus Christ. And if that's not what uh, our... um, our aim is, our focus is as a Christian, then let's just say you have the wrong focus. Yeah. Can I say this as we are wrapping things up? If you want to grow up, folks, you've got to get out of passive living and get active living in place. It's part of being an adult. And it doesn't matter if it's spiritually speaking or practically speaking. Passivity, uh, you've you've got to avoid it and get rid of it if you can. Now, there's passive learning, but let's grow up. And let's be active in our commitments, and let's be engaged. Amen to that. We're going to end there. Uh, As always, Drake, it's uh, been a real pleasure, and I look forward to uh, our next uh, journey. 
Just in seven days, I believe. I think so. Okay, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap up this week's edition of Wonderfully Weird Living. For pastor and author Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.